Welcome to Expose the Podcast, where we are doing the work and are continuing to dig beyond the surface of exposing life after abuse. Well, hey guys, I'm Natalie Hayden. And I'm Laverne Badger. And welcome to Expose Expose the Podcast. podcast. We at it again. We at it again, guys. We want to say thank you and welcome. Today, we have a wonderful, phenomenal guest with us. You all may have seen him. Um, You know, his lives pop up in my news feed. But if you are someone of a like mind that really is trying to get your your entire lives together and live beyond uh, your dreams and pushing the bar and raising the bar, this is someone that I think if you're not following, you should follow him. We want to really just hop right in and introduce him because we really want him to take over and share the knowledge that he has with us. Um, Without further ado, we want to welcome you, Dr. Joe, to Expose the Podcast. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Joe, for joining us. What's up? Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm I'm excited. You know, it's the evening. We winding down. But hey, let's make it happen. Let's make yes. it happen. So I have to well, tell Well, I'm not going to tell y'all. might be a little something in this. Um, oh. This little orange. This little orange juice. is winding down. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I say for this conversation, you may want to have a little something in your cup. And I should have got something. Some, yeah, see. You should have <laughs> got something. Next time, we're going to send you a to-do list before we get on live. Right. But, um, you know, like I said, how this all came about was extremely organic. I'm only on social media during certain times. I sort of schedule my time with social media pretty strategic because I do have um, a very structured life that we're leaving, living even during quarantine. And so does Laverne, right? So um, I had a moment to be on. I gave myself playtime. You know how you go outside for like a recess. I went out and I got on social media, Facebook, and there was Dr. Joe. And he was winded. He had just got off a bike and the wind was just blowing behind him. And he was just like, look, I just got off. The, I just let got me off drop the, the, let me put this Facebook on and drop these gems real drop quick. These, on, yes, on he everybody. did. <laughs> and so I really would like it if you can just take us back to that day. What was Well, hold on. It? We got to figure out who he is. Let's get a little bit. Okay. Okay. About yes. who Sorry. Because I'm really, is. I'm really, really excited. She's excited, <laughs> y'all. She's excited for y'all to hear about this. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I have, she has not stopped talking since she's seen that live and telling you. This is the honest to God truth. But if you can go ahead, Dr. Joe, and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So uh, as you see, I'm representing my city, Milwaukee, all day, uh-huh. every day. But uh, I'm Dr. Joe Johnson, uh, a proud uh, individual from Milwaukee, grew up on 20th and Vienna, but I've been, I've I've had the luxury to explore uh, the the nation um, and and go some places internationally, but uh, I've been blessed to be able to use my voice to not only change lives, but to to have maximum impact. So I've I've been blessed to do work with companies like uh, FedEx, uh, the National Guard, um, United Negro College Fund, um, and, and just so many major organizations, but also at the individual level, working with folks who are trying to figure out what they want to do in their careers or just making that transition in life. So often we go through things and we're trying to figure out how to overcome some of those negative things that we've been through or those traumatic traumatic experiences. But I've just been able to take 
uh, my, my, my knowledge and my, my traditional education, my experience. Well, let me say it like this. I have academic knowledge. I have street knowledge and I have common sense. And I always tell people that makes me a bad man. Not <laughs> that is a formula for, that is a true formula for success right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that's it. That's me in a nutshell. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, um, I mean, like he said, that's a bad that's a bad mother shut that's your mouth. That's a bad mother shut your mouth. Right, for real. <laughs> so we had to, we we just had to have him come and share pieces of who he is with you all because the knowledge that he was spitting on that day, on that live, all of, I think I was only there. We got a short attention span, y'all. I was only on for like maybe two minutes. And I was like, yo, I've heard enough. Everybody else needs to hear. You know what I'm saying? With all that's going on. So like Laverne said, now that we're at that point, can you walk us down that pathway where, you know, where were you on that day and how did you land where you were on your bike, just got off the, the uh, you know, a session with your therapist and what is going on in the world and with you? Well, I'll say it started way before uh, that particular day, right? I, I, I would argue that it started uh, in my childhood, right? Because, you know, they always say all of us are recovering from our childhood. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've learned over uh, the last probably year or two is that I knew I had some dysfunction in the way in which I was operating specifically within my relationship with my wife, right? And mm. uh, one, of the, one of the key areas that it, 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 it really showed, it was showing up for me was when I would go out here on these stages, I would speak, I'm dealing with people. And afterwards, I just started to feel this contradiction. Like, I'm, I'm helping all these individuals. And, and I'm not a relationship coach. I don't, that's not my lane. But I'm, I'm, I'm doing so much in regards to making these transitions and, and, and being the best that you can be and walking in, you know, your journey towards your purpose. But I started to feel this contradiction. And I felt like I was out of alignment with mm -hmm. my soul and what I should be doing. Right. Mm. When people begin to feel that, sometimes they run away from it. What are those feelings you think? Like, I mean, if someone is listening and they're saying, okay, how, how do I know if I'm running away from my soul? Well, it, it, I, I believe that, for, and this is, this is my experience. Mm -hmm. I believe that you just, you begin to feel like you're not whole. Let me say it like that. You, you begin to feel like there's something missing about you, but you, you, you haven't quite pinpointed it or you pinpointed it and you're scared to move towards it with fear of losing out on whatever it is you think you're going to lose out on. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's and, good. Yeah. And so for me, um, and a lot of times when you get to this space, it may take a drast drastic incident in order for you to begin to make that transition and say, I gotta do something different. And with me and with my wife, we was about to be done. I'm talking, I'm talking done, like for sure. And I knew that there were some things that I needed to change about me. She had some stuff she needed to change as well, but I didn't focus on her. I needed to focus on me. Mm -hmm. And I found a therapist and I started working with my therapist and that's how we led 
to the day when I did that live. When you said wow. he was about to be done, all of us remember last week when we sat and heard that whole entanglement of a situation. <laughs> I was done, done. <laughs> like done, he was done, done. done. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you have those those moments in life where you're just like, you know, it's a fork in a road. What is really about to happen? So, would you say it typically takes moments like that in order for you to finally say, "I think I might need a therapist." You know, I I I believe that even the wisest of individuals. Because they, they, they say the smart person learns from their mistakes, their own mistakes, but the wise person learns from the mistakes of others. So I believe even the wise person often, they have struggles and they need to go through the mess in order to come out towards the light. You feel me? I agree. I, I agree. You. I agree. I feel you 100%. I totally agree right, with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Totally, because there's, there's, there's a difference of being able to see someone experience something and have them tell you versus you experiencing it yourself because then you don't have to try to describe yep. the feeling. Yep. If I've gone through it myself and you've gone through it, we share a certain feeling of experience. Like Natalie and I, we can share, we didn't go through the same type of abuse. Well, sort of the same type of abuse, but it was different people. But we share something that would a person from the outside saying they've never been through that will never understand completely. Yeah. And so kudos for you figuring that out because there was a time where I went through that stage too. I was like, okay, so I got a big family, kids are grown, growing up and, and I'm like, okay, what is Laverne? Who is Laverne? I got to be more than Richard's wife and more than these kids, mama. Mm -hmm. So, but, and that feeling you were talking about, like you couldn't put your finger on it. Like I couldn't put my finger on it, but I knew it wasn't this, yep. that it had to be more, to me and i love that you talk about purpose that moving in your purpose versus dreams mm -hmm. and because i feel like if you move in your purpose your dreams will follow mm -hmm. and so how did you come up with that concept to be able to express and explain first of all how hard is it to figure out what your purpose is it's Levine. easy to dream but it's easy to say, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is where I want to be, this is where I want to live. But at some point, you got to figure out how to get there. And mm -hmm. either you're going to work a nine to five for the man and get there, or you're going to do something that you are driven to do. So how did you come up with saying that the purpose was more powerful than the dream? I swear we vibe and we go together for real in real life, Laverne. I was saying like, that has to, can you explain the concept of purpose driven or purpose, you know, over the, um, over the dream? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. Well, let me, let, let me say it like this. Um, so many of us, when we, when we were, when we were growing up, I don't care what generation you're in. Uh, we used to hear, dream big just follow your dreams dream mm -hmm. big am i right we we were here yep. all the time and when i when i when i was working uh in k through 12 i remember my students were getting ready to graduate and they were like i don't know what i want to do i don't know what i want to do when i was working in the college setting right in higher ed my students were getting ready to graduate with a degree and was like i don't even know if i want to do this mm -hmm. so i said you know what let me let me talk to some some professionals let me just catch the vibe 
And it was so many professionals that hated what they did. So what I realized was that all this dream big folly of dreams, there's, there was a disconnect. There was a disconnect. And if you look at the research, it says about 52% of Americans hate what they do. Another 71, 72% are disengaged at work. That means they're there doing everything else but what they should be doing. Sounds like <laughs> <me>. <laughs> don't, be don't be snitching on yourself. Don't hey, right. <laughs> listen, I work hard, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but that was, you know, for me, that was the wake up to say, hold on, hold on. There's something about this dream big, folly of dreams that, that, that it, it's, it's not hitting the way that it's supposed to. And I began to realize that there was so, we, we didn't have enough dialogue and we didn't talk enough about purpose, but we always talked about dreams. And so many people think they know what they want to do. So they spend all this time and they get to the end or they get to that goal and they realize this dream that they always wanted had nothing to do with their purpose. Mm. Mm. Wow. And so many people mistake purpose and dreams as the same thing. And I always tell them it's not. You can look it up and it's very simple. Dreams are thoughts or ideas that may or may not come true, right? Mm -hmm. And purpose is the reason for which something or someone exists. Those are two different definitions. Absolutely. Totally different. Absolutely. Totally different. Absolutely. Because wow. it's easier, you know, and one can be fulfilled. Like I feel like, I, like I said before, I feel like if I can walk in my purpose, if I can walk in my purpose and do what it is that I want to do, and love to do and what I'm here for, then all my other dreams will follow. And no, and when you fight, when you're walking in your purpose, those original dreams not may not even be the dreams mm -hmm. of today. So what I dreamed about having and wanting may not even be aligned with what my purpose is. I may have new dreams that come that are more attached to um um what my purpose is so as an advocate of domestic violence i my dream is to continue to educate women and allow them to feel the 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 strength within them to get out of situations my dream is to be able to allow for teenage girls and boys to recognize you know that we, we can end it by allowing them to recognize earlier um, their worth and how they do healthy dating. So, you know, the dream was more, I think dreams look come from are more materialistic. Mm. I feel like dreams are materialistic. Like I dream, like I want a bigger house. I want a better car. I want, you know, the clothes. I want to be able to travel around the world. You know what I mean? But, but passion and purpose to dream, it, 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 it is absolutely different. And do you find that women are more in tune with their purpose than men. <laughs> you better like, look, I can only speak for one man, and that's my thing. Well, 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 it's interesting. So I'll, I'll share this. Um, so one, a lot of times you won't. People don't really hear me talk about dreaming. I don't. I don't. That's not the language I use, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't. I don't tell people don't use it. I just don't use it. You'll hear me say purpose. You might hear me say vision because I think the word dream is just done. I don't want, and it's hard to say done too much damage, but we need to understand it better. Cause I always tell people pursue your purpose and put your dreams in context. That's right. Mm. Yep. That's, that's, that's true. That's, that's yep. About, yep. Right? yep. 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 Um, but your question in terms of, of, of women, it's been very interesting because I've coached some women and I find that and, and the first thing that I share 
when I work with women is that I am not a woman. I don't have the experience of a woman. So I'm not coming at you as, as though I know what it means to be a woman. That's number one. Let's, let's lay that out there. But what I, what I say to them is so often women, when they're younger, they have ideas and they have a vision of what they want to be. But society begins to teach women what a woman is supposed to be, right? This is how you go from a girl to a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. what happens is those, those, those women, they become either mothers or they get into a relationship, right? Because, you know, you, you're gonna, you, you, when you have children, blah, 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 or when you get married, right, they get in that relationship or you have the career-driven woman that goes hard. And what happens in all of those cases, especially when you have a child or you, you have a, with your partner, whether you're married or long-term relationship, whatever it may be, what happens is you forget about who you are because you're so busy taking care of your, your kid or trying to make sure that your relationship is intact or you're chasing after higher and higher and higher in that career and you forget mm -hmm. about everything that you really wanted to do when you were young. Right. So Which I is would, why... Let me say this. I would, I would argue that women have a harder time stepping into that because of the roles that society throw on them from a younger age. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I think that makes sense because men have more flexibility. The boys growing up as boys, I would think they have more flexibility to to try things, to fail, to to be entrepreneurs, the head of households, and and where the and girls are trained up just like you said to to be nurturers where our first toy is a baby doll for the mm -hmm. most part. Like we, mm -hmm. we, we yep. rock, we five years old rocking some baby doll learning how to be a caregiver for, for children. Yep. And yep. the care, the, the, the career girl, uh, woman has been raised up to say, I'm not, she's, she's rebelling against that, but then she's still focused and, and on something else that is definitely not internal, mm -hmm. you know, because a real woman, is unselfish you know you grow up and we're and we're told that we're not supposed to be the 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 epitome of our grandmothers and our great grandmothers was because they sacrificed yeah. because they did things for the family that they always took in strays yep. that they always made sure that family was good the strength of, of our grand our ancestors was not because of what they did for themselves the legacy wasn't what we the self-care we gave and and brought about for ourselves it was what we did for others so yeah. i absolutely agree that we were so not you said something as far as legacy do you feel that the legacy um laverne you said that it has shifted right so we're not leaving legacies like how big mama and them did by the way we have seven minutes and 55 seconds i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> But I thought it was know, unlimited, though. I thought it was unlimited too. Um, I okay. think that's because I'm under my account and not exposed to podcast. We can jump back in if we need to. We can okay. absolutely. So, um, do you think that? So, how do you think one could possibly leave a legacy, something that's more impactful today? When I saw that you were, you know, you got on live and you said, "Look, I just got off." A conversation with my therapist what is your messaging to men who are hurting you said something about hurting people today can you talk briefly on that yeah i i believe that um 
once again, we're all recovering from our childhood and so many of us are, we haven't dealt with that unresolved pain. Uh, you have a lot of people who they come from, uh, while we're on here, like domestic abuse, abuse, or as a child, they were abused uh, sexually, physically, or maybe you come from a family, everybody were addicts or in and out of prison, whatever that traumatic experience is, some, what happens is people forget that if you just push that to the side and do what we've been taught to do, especially as black, black folks, to just, we get through everything, we're resilient, we can go through, but you never heal that pain that you're dealing with, you can never fully, you can, you can never fully receive the purpose and the intent on your life, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's always going to impact those areas. And, and people wonder why they're at work and they can't build relationships with authority. Why? Because maybe when they were 10, they were raising their four or five and six year old little brother and sister. They were the authority figure. So mm -hmm. when authority figure, when they get to uh, work, their profession is, is trying to say, hey, do this, do that. They rebel against that, right? You right. haven't healed from the fact that you had to be a, a primary caregiver when you were younger. You feel me? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, he really, you really are connecting um, the dots. And I think it's such a prime time right now as the country is somewhat being exposed to our own transgressions. Here we are tugging back into, you know, what we experienced <laughs> last week. But, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves when we talk about our history, our past, and then where we're going. You got, in order for us to know where we're going, which is, ensuring that we become the best possible versions of self and tapping into your true purpose, you got to look back or deal with the past that has not been dealt with. Right. So, I mean, a man that's doing therapy, how is that for you? I, I mean, I should have been doing it a long time ago. Right? Wow. Why do you think men don't? Well, I think we're starting to do it more, but part of it is, uh, you know, the way in which we've been taught, especially, and this might hurt some feelings, uh, growing up, uh, a lot of folks, black folks, not everybody, but if you grow up, specifically my experience, if you grew up in a Christian church, right, it's pray about it, pray about it, go to the pastor, it's not go receive therapy, or in the community is, if you're getting therapy, you're crazy, right, right. something wrong with right. you, and right. so I think now, people are starting to talk more and more about it, uh, especially for men. Charlemagne the God is talking a lot about it. There's other yes. men out here talking about their experiences. And so men are getting more comfortable and we have to share what it means and how to go get that therapy. A lot of people don't know that you can say, hey, I need this in my therapist. I want this, I want this type of person. But people have a bad experience and they say, I'm never going back. Mm. Yeah, because my, my husband, you know, we've done um, couples therapy and I think he's he's, Definitely, it has always been a supporter of a supporter of that because I think it's dealing with the relationship. Yeah, a little bit more hesitant when it's saying when I'm saying, I think you should go have individual yeah. therapy. That's a whole another story, whole another conversation, yeah. whole another type of convincing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, why is it so challenging to say I want to go that he wants to go? He doesn't necessarily want to go individually but we had no problem with going as a couple. And I, I don't, I still don't know the answer to that. I'm kind of putting this business out there, but. <laughs> well, then, uh, well um, I know we're, we were kind of short on time, 
Yes. I think we can come up. We can come back in. Look, I, this I'm is really stuff. right now. I'm trying to um, buy an upgrade right now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Real quick. So, um, but you know, I'm I answer that question when we come back in. Okay. okay. So, um, okay. if I can, if you guys can continue talking, I may be able to knock this out in two minutes. Okay. So yeah, just go ahead and answer the question. Yes, um, if so, it's why is it a why is it more comfortable to do like couples group or whatever it's not that you're against therapy but when it comes to that individual as a man specifically a black man why is that a problem you know I, i'm gonna go back to to history a little bit and you know and i just want us to think about the way in which as a man we're supposed to be the protector, the the provider. You know, I, sometimes I have a little word, a little issue with the word provider, right? But we're supposed to be the protector. We're supposed to make sure that our families are good. And think about during slavery how they straight just stripped us from from that, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we couldn't. I, I mean, imagine. Think about it like this. I, imagine as a father being stripped away of all your power in front of your children or being raped, right? Or being treated less, whatever it may be. And you got to go and look your family in the face. You feel just closed. You feel like, man, I'm, I'm a horrible person. And what that has done to a lot of us is we know we're hurt, but we also know we don't want to share because we don't have this sense of being vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Or people will take the information that we share with them and use it against us. It happened to me in school, right? It, it's happened to so many of us. You share some information about your family, the teacher go and share with everybody else. Now everybody knows your business, right? So now right. You, I don't wanna say nothing to nobody. So there's no space. There hasn't been a space created for generations for men to feel comfortable enough to Absolutely. say. Because, I, so now let's start linking it. So our, that's why Papa was a Rolling Stone so if I'm not being able to take care of this family or if I'm looking like a, a butthole and I ain't providing and I'm doing, you know, not doing the things I need to do, let me go on and start another family who don't know that history about me and try again. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like it's that that's what run when you have that pressure in a, in a family. Is that why men are running away from families? Like, is that why there's so many single parent households that, I can ever remember being like, if you have a, a married couple, a traditional family, that's abnormal now. You like, oh, your parents still together? Yeah, you right, know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> you, you, you still, you know, your mom and daddy married? You know, because it has it shifted where everybody is. You gonna have to pay this. All right, y'all. Sorry. Are you good? Um. But I do remember my question. So okay. the comment was, um, we got used to single mothers leading the households yeah. and taking away from that power of men and fathers and black men specifically. How are we bringing that back? And, and while we're trying to give men the, the space to, to take care of their mental state, we're trying to give men the power to be head of households again. 
we're trying to give men the power to be educated and um, with higher learning. And self-help. We're trying to, but do you feel like the shift is going to happen anytime soon? Because we, the norm is still single mama. Yeah. So outside of folks getting sick and, and, and dying, passing away from uh, this COVID-19 coronavirus, I think it was God, the universe, telling us to all slow down mm-hmm. and, and reevaluate and reconnect with what is, is most important in our lives. And so with that being said, I do believe that hopefully um, men especially men that may have been because several men that uh i talked to have been like man i me and my me and my girl and me and my wife we haven't been this close in years right like they've been saying that to me and so you know the the reality is we forgot that we are an essential part of the family when and and, and even more essential part when we're at home with the mother right because we can that be. That just a, gave me chills. I'm sorry. That's. <laughs> true. I mean, it, it's it's critical for people to know that yes, you can be a, a very successful, honorable father living outside of the home, but there's something magical that happens when you've created a family with the woman who you've created life with, right? So, and, do you feel like because um, you have children, right? Yep, I have two. Two boys. So did that shift for you? Was there a different feeling for you Hell staying yeah. home? And then did you give a, a better appreciation to what your wife does? What? Let me let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Now, and I have to say I have to say this before I answer that question. Um when I started I so when I first started getting therapy, I was going twice a week for maybe three months. Now I go once a week. Um, and we're getting ready to do couples counseling as well. So I'll do my individual and we'll do couple. But I'm saying that to say one of my aha and my breakthrough moments was, let me say it like this, in my career, because I was so focused on my career, my career, my career, it, 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 it had taken off, but it hadn't taken flight, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason that happened is because my household, my home wasn't in order. And I, and let me say this, I believe that when you get it together with your partner, and specifically I'm talking right now, um, my wife and I, when that started to mend itself and I started to do my own work, she was doing her work and we came back together and we're still a work in progress. But when that started to happen, I didn't have to chase no no, no uh, career opportunities. They started to come to me. And so mm-hmm. you get to realize that women are nothing but a blessing in your life or a partner because do what you do, right? If you, if, if you same sex, that's fine. Do what you do. But for me, when you have a woman in your life and you get that in order, you got to take care of home and then, and then the success everywhere else in your life will follow. Wow. That's what happened. So, 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 so you do appreciate her more because you saw all the work that she was doing. Uh, listen, listen. <laughs> I, and I told her, I said, and, and let me let me be clear. Mm-hmm. When, when we were about to be done, I think that was the first time in my life that I was heartbroken. 
Mm. I was the heartbreaker. Mm. When the heartbreaker becomes heartbroken, now they see the world and relationships with a new lens. There you go. Feel me? Yes. So I saw, like, so she just, you know, she had some flaws too, but I didn't see that. I started to just see everything that I didn't see or everything that I also forgot from the reason in which we were even together in the first place. Mm. Right. I, I, I think it's, that epiphany is huge for, for men. And, and I think how, again, like you said, you've never been a woman. We've never been men before. And don't kind of, we, I don't profess to know what the struggles are for you all. But I feel like if, um, if we get what we need, we will unapologetically give you an abundance of what you need. Yeah. And everybody, all men don't get that. Yeah. Like if you stay out the streets, if you come home at night, if you stop cheating, if you aren't physically or mentally abusive to me, I will give you every single thing. If you clean up, help me clean up around this house, help me with these kids, I will give you every single thing you ever needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. out of a relationship so how do you pass that information once you receive that epiphany how do you give that to other men so is that barbershop talk um the younger younger generation are they they getting it you know because that's a whole another generation where one they ain't got to work that hard to get it right two you know what i mean it's an abundance of women out here that will don't have Standard. um that just that just don't have the standard to keep them accountable and so they get to do what they want to do and move the way that they want to move but how do men sharpen the irons of other younger men well it's the same way that i had to share with uh this individual on social media who who he kept throwing scriptures like like throwing scriptures what the bible says and the Bible says this, Psalms, da, 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 Genesis, da, 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 right? And I said, you know what? You got to understand that you, you can't condemn, you can't use fear, and you can't throw scriptures to, to, to try to bring people towards you. I said, what you got to do is you got to be what it is you're trying to share with people. So for right. men, we just got to be, because I could talk about it all day, but until they see it, right? Because the first people that are going to see it are my two sons, right? They're right. going to daddy the way he's treating his mama the the interactions and the other part of that is also we have to have the capacity to feel safe with the woman that we're with and when i say safe i mean we can cry we can share our deep dark secrets we can share our struggles and we have to have the capacity to have blunt serious honest conversations because everybody's is let's i'm gonna be real everybody's is, is not down for monogamy every everybody don't don't just like men or just like women like there's so many different types of relationships and i'm not saying that's what i do what i'm saying is do what works for you in your home right right but have right. those conversations and, and and make sure that as much as you can you with somebody who you feel safe with so you can be able to share stuff like that and i think with having the home all in line then like you said, it allows you to move in your purpose and doors will open and things just will will work 
out. Not to say that there still won't be some some bumps and and some challenges. Not to say that that won't happen. What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> but now it can happen with the support of knowing that he or she got your back no matter no matter what because y'all in it together. Y'all yep. are in it together. And so I, I I love like Natalie loves. I just love listening to to men, specifically black men, on relationships and how they're taking care of themselves as well, but also how they're sharing that knowledge to help other black men. Charlemagne the God is is I'm like a number one fan. Like I've read both his books. That is an interesting man, I yeah. I, I, I say. Now back in the day I didn't like him because I just thought he was opinionated and he said, you know, I don't I don't I feel some type of way when people use the excuse that, well, I'm telling the truth. People right. just don't want to hear the truth. Right. You know, that's fine that you're telling the truth, but it, everybody don't need to hear the truth or you, it's your delivery on that truth. And sometimes yeah. you just yeah. don't always have to say what you think. Yeah. And that's how he, I felt like he was. Uh -huh. And so as he shifted and, and reading both his books and how he really, really uh, focused on his mental health, his mental health, he focused on um, on making sure that that he understood where he came into the picture as the problem, right. and how he just basically allowing focusing on how he was making himself accountable. Yeah. And now that he's gone through that journey personally, he's created a whole platform that's going to encourage that encourages black men yeah. to. Um, have a safe space to to and make it popular almost to go to a therapist. It's almost pretty cool to say, yeah, I got my therapist. You know, he's he and and a lot of other men, including yourself, are making it okay. Yes, it's, making it, it okay. Let me tell you, Joe, Doctor Joe is he was considered the cool kid growing up because I I forgot to share that. I also want to make sure that we honor his time. I told him I will release him at eight p.m. <laughs> his time but you know we just want to um really appreciate you and your time um we may ask for you to come back because i feel like laverne now knows you very well and she's yeah. like I got I'm, a, I'm, I'm telling you i i can listen to this i can listen to it all day because i feel like if our men are good we're good. i'm good yeah yeah i'm good so we want to first of all just thank you for doing the necessary work for yourself is is something to a man especially a black man in this day and time that sees value in ensuring that you are for one taken care of so you can be that be that more powerful within your family unit so i'm happy for you we appreciate you congratulations on all your endeavors all your you know successes and we look forward to just continuing to follow you and we may ask you to come back but um i'm just so happy that you allowed us to um share this time with you and share with our guests um everything that you so, bring to the table so before we go where can people find you dr joe uh, you can find me at uh, purpose2020.com if you want to learn more. Uh, but I'm also all over social media at Joe Johnson Speaks. J-O-E-J-O-H-N-S-O-N-S-P-E-A-K-S. -E Joe Johnson Speaks. Super dope. And so Love guys, it. we have that information in the news feeds, but we really want to thank you all for tuning in. I'm Natalie Hayden. And I'm Laverne Badger. And we are signing off.
Until next time. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Dr. For behind the scenes, check out Expose the Podcast with Laverne and Natalie at YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and share. For more information about Expose the Podcast, check out our website at exposedva.com and all social media platforms.